Hey guys, what's <laughs> up? It's Marie with Swipe in the City. You've got Michelle here, and we are pretty fucking pumped up today. We are. We have a super special episode. I, I feel like we say that a lot, but this is like a super duper special episode. We definitely say every episode is special. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is personally near and dear to my heart. Um, this is in particular in celebration of Pride Month. So we are joined by some amazing people here to share their stories. Am I missing anything before we dive into intros? No, I feel like normally we do a little bit of bullshitting beforehand, but yeah. I think today we're just going to jump in. I say we give them the stage. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's start with uh, intros. Let's go with Brandon. You're up first. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. I currently live in Las Vegas. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'm a bartender. I have considered myself gay for, oh my gosh, it's my 14th year. Yay. So very cool. Very excited to be here. And I know maybe lend a voice to some people that might not get always the representation. So thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining. And Rebecca, you go next. Hi, um, I'm Rebecca. I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, I've been quietly pansexual for um, several years. I can't even pinpoint the exact moment that I knew. But um, this year is important and special because it's the first year that I have felt comfortable enough to just completely throw it out there online and everything. 100% like, out, 100% proud. <laughs> So I'm really happy to be talking with you guys today. Yes, so exciting. And Giselle. Hi, I'm Giselle. I'm currently sitting at the domain. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> the Austin, bougie part of Austin, for those of you who aren't in, in Texas. Yes, the bougie part of Austin. And um, <laughs> I guess I've been bisexual for about 12 years. And I love that. I mean, not a lot of people, I guess, think that, especially since they date mostly men. <laughs> but I have dated women in the past, and I still find them all hot. So <laughs> definitely will like, go back if I'm single, but I'm not. So. <laughs> awesome. I feel like that's a good segue. A, a good segue. A quick, a quick point. Um, what are y'all's relationship statuses? And if if it's for like ease, we can go in the same order to, to yeah. answer. Okay. Um, Brandon again, and I'm single. Um, recently, within the last month or uh, two months now. So single and happy. Hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> um, um, I have been with my partner, Ryan, for five years now. Um, so that's. That's pretty fun. That's crazy long. <laughs> so I'm in a committed relationship with Curtis, who some of y'all know. Um, <laughs> it's been going on for a few, couple months, few months now, and it's going great. It's amazing. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Yay. Regardless, everybody's happy. Um, which Yay, at the end happy. of the day. That really is what we we strive for, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think kind of diving back and starting into really the beginning. Um, and I know, Rebecca, you kind of mentioned, like, you know, not really knowing exactly the point. But were there any key moments for any of y'all um, that helped you realize where you were uh, in terms of your sexual sexual orientation? Anybody. I actually, I, <laughs> a lot of my self-discovery happened on Tumblr, which um, I've been discovering is pretty common. Um, I, yeah, I'd never heard the term. Um, so I am a pansexual woman um, and I'd never heard that term before. Um, my parents are very homophobic, very, very Republican. Um, so it wasn't really a safe place to discover any of that. And I, of course, assumed that I was a straight woman. Um, you know, I just really, really appreciated the female form and, you know, all that stuff very much fought it. Um, 
But then like the older I got and like the less I interacted with my parents and the more my online persona grew, the more I realized like, okay, I'm a part of this community. And um, I think the first time, like, I think I knew that I was already, I think I already knew that I was queer, but I was um, just kind of okay like never ever acting on it um, and just like letting it kind of run in the background, I guess. Um, but then like I was on Tumblr and I saw the term pansexual and it like hit the nail on the head for me. Like um, it's still the definition that I saw is still the definition I use today, which is that um, gender isn't exactly a factor in, in the attraction towards someone. Like it has nothing to do with me particularly. Like I just like people like all people and then whatever happens to be in your pants I'm cool with <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> amen watching the video Brandon is like snapping over here I love it right there with you <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah thank you and definitely like Michelle said thanks for defining that um, for those who may not be aware <laughs> any other key moments that anybody wants to share i'll go uh for me it was i had a, a similar situation as far as family upbringing um very catholic even jehovah's witnesses so that was very much um taboo and not okay so you don't entertain those thoughts um you need to refocus but i think like once i started developing myself outside my family and really like finding like my weirdos, <laughs> as I like to call them, that really is what was like the catalyst for me. Um, Michelle and I actually met when we were in our teens. <laughs> Somehow we survived. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, finding, finding people like that, though, that believe in you with an unconditional love and just giving you that support and the validity, something that I was never really exposed to as a child, um, really gave me that safety net to explore more because I always felt so comfortable when I was around them. Um, and that's something I, I like. I apply to my friendships now. Um, I still don't have necessarily the greatest family connections by any means, but I have the best family in the world that I've chosen. Um, and I call myself a curator of friends because I really do find amazing quality people. And the network that I've grown and built for myself is, I mean, my most prized thing in the world, relatively. Um, that and Diesel, my puppy. But other than that, you know, that's those are my two things in the world that gives me my drive to keep going. So really finding your people and finding who is going to accept you for being you and gravitating towards that. Find people that fit your, uh, that fit your future, not your past. Really focus on that. Really made a big difference for me. That's beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I, I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I, I, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, do, I can't follow that. That was awesome. Like my growing up situation was totally different. At dinner, they'd always ask them, like, if you're gay, it's okay. Like, we just want you to tell us. We already know. And they just assumed they already know. I was like, what? And like the little shy person was like, no, I don't know. Yes, I was shy at one point. And, <laughs> and then... It's just like kind of after I left home, I think I found like some of my people and they were just like these women who were just like, yeah, we love women too. We love everybody. We just want everyone to be happy and positive and just coming out. They like kind of helped me become like, I guess, who I am today. And I'm still friends to this day with those people. And they just like really helped me just be like, you know what? I am. I am embracing it. And like my family's like, we support you and we're there for you. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Like, it's just basically just wasn't really the whole coming out. That was like a big deal. It was more than like, we knew, we knew. And then just more of me being like, okay with myself and being comfortable with myself. And now I'm like, I'm happy with myself, which was, it's a big thing. Sometimes people are just like, well, have you accepted this and that? It's like just being able to accept yourself and be happy with your own sexuality and who you are is like amazing. And I think that's like what, what my breakthrough was for it was accepting it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of like, <clears throat> there are so many different, like to, to not fit into whatever that normal mold is that you grew up with, right? Whether your family is like super accepting or loving or not, it's like, there are also all these other 
you know, there's like societal pressures. There's, and then there's like, sorry, Marie's cat is taking a nap sitting up right now. (laughs) Um, But there's also just like, you know, whether it's a narrative that you've told, like a couple of y'all mentioned you, um, what'd you call it? Like kind of like stowed those thoughts away. You're like, well, I'm not going to think those thoughts. So over time you like have that narrative from other people and from yourself and working through that in and of itself is like a whole process. Yeah. And I think Definitely. I'm you all kind of the, the same theme too, of just like really accepting yourself and finding people, your tribe who also accepts you, I think it's just so beautiful. Um, and you did kind of touch on, on the coming out process too. That's kind of, I mean, if we're talking journey, right? Like, realizing it, oh my God. that coming out step um if anybody wants to talk about what that's like um so I did to like my close friends like when they meet me I tell them but I think it wasn't until last year I don't know if you remember when I posted that thing on Instagram where I just came out to just everybody and it was like people were like what what and it was just like I got like a lot of messages after that and it was just kind of a big deal and I didn't think it was going to be that big but it felt good (laughs) it felt like a like huge like relief was like I mean (laughs) it was just good (laughs) so that was that's really awesome not to cut you off but that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) I had a really similar experience this year where like all of my friends know, like everyone who matters to me has known, like, and it's not a secret. And like, um, in addition to me being pansexual, Ryan and I are semi polyamorous and we're always trying to date other girls. So like, it was really hard <laughs> to keep it under wraps. Like, <laughs> so, so like me coming out online, I didn't get any messages because everybody already knew. But it was like... <laughs> Um, but this is the first (laughs) yes everybody knew they're like okay moving on Um, (laughs) but this is the first year where like I do not care what my parents think of me so like that was the main fear was like them seeing the post like I was like everybody in my life can accept me but at the time um, because I'd always had my sights set on June 2020. Like, I was like, that's when it's going to happen. I don't care at that point. Like, it, at that point, I'll be, you know, whatever age I was. And I was like, I'm definitely going to come out. And then when that happened, I was working for my father. And I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't do it. So I was like, if he sees that and fires me during a pandemic, that would be horrible. But then he fired me during a pandemic anyway. So I'm coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, like, I... I knew pretty early in a lot of senses. And I was able to express myself, I feel, at a young age, pretty freely. Especially coming from Portland, Oregon, because it's a bunch of weirdos. Um, (laughs) And it's very queer in general. Um, (laughs) It's very queer. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard Whether to tell the difference. Know it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that part. Um, and so I get these experiences that are a little bit more different than the average person per se, I guess. Um, but I feel that even though I've been out for such a long time, I feel like there's like this constant, like I'm peeling layers back. And you were kind of talking about that, Rebecca, like, you know, like, oh, well, maybe it's just like this little thing. But no, actually, I am pansexual. So discovering more of yourself that you've come out a little bit further and further and further. Because um, even in, you know, it doesn't matter what community or society you belong to or, you know, subscribe to or whatever. But um, there's certain pressures and you need to fit a certain mold to fit in each one. And, you know, whether it be family or otherwise. So learning is like, a, like yes, I like define myself or, you know, identify as gay. But I don't just sleep with just men. I don't, you know, and I have a community of people that are completely open that I participate in if I so choose to. And that's great. And I, there's no strings or, you know, hangups or anything. It's always really fun and very easy. But I didn't discover that in t- um, until my 30s. That was even something that I wanted um, because I lived in a certain bubble and lifestyle of, no, I you sleep with only men and you only like this body type and you only do this and you are only allowed to do that. And now I just don't care <laughs> that I've gotten a little bit older and it's a little bit more me. Like my nails are painted. My hair is bright pink. Like I just, 
I do what I want if it makes me feel good. Um, and the right yes. people will love you, yes. you know, but it's always this little like, you know, layers of onions I'm peeling back consistently. I'm like, oh my God, I am that guy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so. love that. <laughs> Thanks. <nice>. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I want first. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of look at our next question. Even like the last year and a half, two years, like Brandon Methodist in particular, is I do feel like you've like come out of of your shell, come like coming out of it, like just being in Vegas and having what seems to be just like a, a less like this is how, this is how we identify this is how we act these are our parameters mm -hmm. it seems like some of the people that you've like attracted and met there mm -hmm. you have more of that like dynamic view and it seems like you've kind of again continued to like for you know blossom for lack of a better term but like <laughs> and it's just really awesome to see for like continued growth into who you are Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's also, it's a I'm lot of work to like. <laughs> what was that? I'm coming for you. I'm gonna fly in. <laughs> you better. You better, girl. I got a place whenever. Um, <laughs> it is though. You're you know you've hit a good topic though because it takes a lot of unlearning and a lot of conditioning that are applied from other people and outside sources to like break that away to see what is it that I actually want. Do I care about this? Like, is that value important to me? Um. And that's, that's a lot of soul searching, to be honest. But um, once again, finding your like people and finding like, oh, well, these people, you know, they enjoy this and they're okay with that and watching and just observing without judgment and not bias and asking questions. You know, I love when people ask me questions. I think it's so fun. Um, I always have to like judge like my, like my response to them. Like how much can I throttle out to them? Can they accept <laughs> the 100%? Like I know some weird stuff, um, but <laughs> right. There's some interest there. That's, that's an open door. Oh, or at least a cracked just open saying. door. I'm just saying. You came to me, honey. You came to me. <laughs> so I think, yeah, asking questions and keeping an open mind, <laughs> whether it works for you or not, there's a lot of things I discovered that probably isn't for me, but, uh, you know, I have an understanding of it and I have an acceptance of it, you know. Um, so, yeah, just pushing those boundaries. I feel like we're all a little scared to do that sometimes. And once we get out and do things, whether it's like our first time skydiving, our first time having, you know, gay sex or, you know, unconventional sex or whatever these things are, it's thrilling. It's exciting. And then it's like, Oh my God, I actually really do like that. You know, you just yeah. change and everything else is hard in the beginning, but it becomes a lot easier, obviously is with application. Yeah. I think unlearning is a really uh, important thing that, that you're talking about too. Just, I mean, in general, like, especially with just the way, everything is in the world right now I think like that open mind whether you're gay straight literally anything um is so important to just like experience something um kind of like what you're saying here and to kind of dive back in is there anything like if y'all could go back in time is there what advice would you give yourself when it comes to you know your sexuality or coming out? I would just ask me to be nicer to myself. Um, I give myself a lot of, I like a really hard time for how long it take me, took me to come out and like a really hard time for all the self-hatred and all of that stuff. And I'm like, I, I look back and I'm like, God, I should have just been taking care of myself. Like I shouldn't have been so worried about all of this stuff. Like I should have just been nice to myself. Because all of the, everything else was always going to sort itself out. I was going to end up somewhere with somebody and it was going to be fine. So I should have just been nice to myself the whole time. Absolutely. Be good to yourself. Be kind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I look back at some <laughs> of the things that I would think or say about myself and I'm like, I never would have said that to a friend or to a sibling. Like I never would have been so mean to, to anybody but myself. Why was I doing that? That's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for me, like, I, let me see. 
give yourself the permission to explore, especially at a younger age. It is the time to do so. It is the time to figure out, make mistakes, to um, really figure out who you want to be. So that way you're set up for success at a better point in life. Um, we get caught up in a lot of things that seem real to us in the moment, you know, social media, et cetera. But we forget to like give back to ourselves quite a bit. Um, and this is one form that is completely selfish in a positive way that brings good things back to you. Um, so focusing on people that obviously going to, you know, that where is your future lie? Those people bringing them with you, whether, you know, and it's like gay, straight, bi, pansexual, whatever, like create your village, create your community, create that understanding and have that support because that support is going to push you far. They're going to be there for when times are really hard. And when you're doubting yourself, even sometimes like when I don't know I'm in my head and funky, there's been times where Michelle has been like, Hey, like something's wrong. Are you okay? And I'm like, God, you're right. Yeah. I'm being a bitch. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you just, you know, you need those people to, you know, get you out of that because they know you the best and they're always going to love you. Even at times when it's hard to love yourself, you have to have those people around you that will support you and build you up no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think I can go along with that as well, as far as like, I think I just used to doubt myself a lot and then just try to fit into those molds that everyone had and then just never venture out of that. And now I'm just like, I honestly don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I think is great. And I hope you fucking enjoy If you don't, okay, there's a door. I'm going to do me. Mm -hmm. And so I think, being able to just step out of that mold and not doubting myself and just accepting it and just going back to what basically I feel like there's this trend here, what we've all said and just being able to be ourselves and finding the people that accept us for who we are and just building that. I agree with that hundred percent because that's exactly what I want to tell myself in my early twenties, especially Jesus. <laughs> but I, I would nice slap her around a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Uh, <laughs> no, I was already like, oh, they're gonna like love each other. Like, <laughs> you already know. I wanted to like touch, like, it's also like it's empowering as well. Like, when you are able to, it's empowering and it, it brings respect from others when you're able to be comfortable with yourself and you know who you are, and, or at least somewhat, you know, and you have like that understanding of like, this is the person that I want to be, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna do my damnest to be that person that's attractive that's show signs of stability maturity etc so really like finding that in yourself like that is like the ultimate drive that you need so i mean kudos to you babe like that's exactly Thank what you, you should be doing sorry we're like um i wanted to piggyback on that a little bit um and this might be a little bit of a harder one but like all of all of y'all kind of mentioned either just either having coming up from like a religious family or coming up from strict family or, you know, having to go find the friends, maybe they weren't necessarily the people already within your circle, within your network <clears throat> for, you know, for the people who hear this and listen to this, this is again, it's gonna be a harder one, but like, what would you ask of or hope of from like family members of people who are struggling to come out or who have just come out or like what advice would you give to the people that are let's just say it's just they've been so like they're they've learned this very specific they've learned this very specific way of life and mm -hmm. now they're maybe brother sister cousin best friend child whatever it is is expressing either like curiosity or this or that obviously like empathy but like are there any things that you could think of that I don't want to say you wish would have happened through that process or like you would have had growing up or this or that but is there anything that might resonate with those people for them to consider or are you saying like how to kind of like advice to help other people open their minds who might be a little bit more yeah in their ways yeah like what not in like a negative way but like what do you wish you would have had from your family or friends who maybe weren't as accepting or open-minded when you were going through that process? Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Totally. Um, I, let's see. This kind of goes back into something I've touched base about asking questions, asking questions goes, goes so far. Um, and not asking questions to want to speak, but asking questions to like want to receive information. Um, 
get curious if it's not with the person that you think is having issues coming out, et cetera, or feeling accepted, you can work outside of that. There's a whole community around There's pride boards in every city that you live in. There's a way to ask questions. There's forums, but showing support and allyship between it and without having to, you know, when someone comes out or it, it changes a value a little bit in a sense, it doesn't demean it, but it does change a value. If someone is like all of a sudden now they're proud and now they're a supporter and now they're an ally, as opposed to prior without the person having to say anything, they already see the love and support already there. It's a lot easier to come and drink that water per se than it is to like cross several you know canyons to get there. So it's, it's all about presentation and it's all about um, providing a safe area for people to feel comfortable to express those really intimate and secret things. So, yeah. Like, he's just like mic dropping everywhere. I'm like, I don't I even know. know what to say. I know. I'm like, I'm like, same. same. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yeah I actually am like estranged from my family right now so it's weird to like think about like what they could say to like help right now I don't know because it's like it's so, such a specific situation but um I do remember that I did come out to two of my cousins um before I ever like I think this was before I was even telling people like my friends that I was pansexual, but um, I did actually say like, I was like, I've been like thinking that the term that I'm going to use to refer to myself is, is pansexual. And like, they were so cool. Like they were like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I've heard about that. And like, kind of just moved on. And it was like, that was, that was great for me. Like that was, they couldn't have given me a better reaction. Like, cause I was so anxious about even saying it. Like that may have been the first time mm-hmm. I said out loud, I am pansexual. Um, and like for them to like, not be like, what is that? Like, why are you like, or like really like upset about it or anything like for it to just kind of roll off their back and be like, yeah, okay. That's just a part of you then. And moving on. Mm-hmm. That was, that it was good. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things that I've run into since I do tend to only get in serious relationships with men, um, just because every time I have tried with a woman, we pull each other's hair out. But, and it's just bad, but no, I've gotten like where people are just like, well, you're not bisexual because you're with a guy. And like, just because I'm in a commi- committed relationship and I'm not a cheater mm-hmm. and I'm with a guy doesn't mean I still don't believe that. And they're like, interesting, really. And I'm like, yes, I'm still that way, even though I prefer to be in committed relationship with the men with the guy I still think oh yes that girl is hot and if I had the chance yes maybe but no I'm in a committed relationship and so then they start asking questions and I think starting to have that conversation explaining it to them of just how you think and how you feel then I think going back to I think what everyone else said just being able to have that conversation and people asking questions is just big and especially when they're able to receive the answers and everything and then just peaking their curiosity I think it also just gives them like a better understanding of who you are and I love it so yeah <laughs> I can definitely relate to that <laughs> um, I've definitely I feel like an outsider for like both parts like I feel like an outsider to my straight friends and outsider to my like lesbian and gay friends and um, I've actually recently I found out that like all of my coworkers are bi or pansexual And it's been really healing to hear all of us have very similar stories of like, yeah, this girl didn't believe that I was pansexual. She thought I was just going through a phase and like, you know, that was insulting because that's happened to me before. Um, And like I've had, you know, and I've had the opposite of that. I've had straight girls use me for their phase and be like, I don't know, that always feels weird. So like to be accused of it when it's not happening, I don't know. It was a whole, yeah. Oh, just be kind to everyone. I'm going to say that right now just because it's on my mind and I've been seeing a lot of like gatekeeping online, like people trying to be like, there's only, there's very specific ways to be LGBT. And like, there's not, that's our whole point. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I am pansexual when I'm dating a man. I am pansexual when I'm 
talking to a girl. Um, deal with it. <laughs> nice. And the thing is, you can change your mind at any point in time, and no one can tell you differently. People that want to put their opinion in, like, I'm sorry, this is not where your opinion lives, honey. Like, yeah. I can choose to be monogamous. I can choose to be polyamorous. If I'm with somebody and that's a choice together, that's different. You know, those are different separate parameters. But especially as a single person, I can go to and from as much as I want. And that is like, <laughs> and I'm <making> <laughs> because I'm very independent and no one tells me shit. But <laughs> um, I think y'all have hit on like a couple things. Um, one of what, like, so um, Giselle, you kind of mentioned that people, uh, you know, made comments about and, and Rebecca, like that you have a boyfriend, right? Have, has anybody ever felt like fetishized? Because especially being like bi or pan and dating a man as a woman and getting that like, cause I know like, like I'm bisexual. And so I've had guys be like, oh, uh, well, threesome? And oh God. Maybe if that's she's the hot, worst. Like, like, so gross and entitled. <laughs> so, uh, Actually, it's gonna be a one sum you and your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, has anybody ever felt fetishized? And Brandon, this goes for you too. Like, like fetishized for any reason because of your sexuality? Oh, all the time. All the time. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Especially <laughs> 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 like, you gals. Yeah, <laughs> I am sure. All the time, especially because it's like I'm like a femme by sex, right? I like other femmes, and it's like I'm not going after like the super manly ones. It's just like they're just like, oh, so threesome, and I'm like, no, that's no. not how this works. That's not how any uh-huh. of this works. <laughs> no, I don't do that. And like, I will go with her, but you can stay. That <laughs> mm-hmm. part. Uh- I actually, you know, sometimes I feel guilty because I'm definitely like, I am that stereotype. Like I do want a boy and a girl at the same time. <laughs> that is something oh, yeah. but, um, that's something that Ryan and I like, Ryan was never meant to be my boyfriend. He was definitely like, we were, I was in my hoe phase. He was in my hoe phase. And then we spent <laughs> way too much time together. <laughs> so... <laughs> so our relationship was obviously very sexual at the start and these were things that had been discussed because I was pansexual and I hadn't had very many sexual experiences with girls so I literally told Ryan if you find another girl and she wants to have a threesome I'm right here like I said that to him I was fetishizing myself (laughs) (laughs) but that's what you wanted Yeah, exactly. And see, so that's where, um, that's where the line with like polyamory too comes in because for me, like back then I was a single girl trying to date two or trying to fuck two single people. But now that I'm in a relationship when we're having threesomes, it's a much more respectful process. Like it's definitely he and I dating another person. Oh, Thanks, guys. We're huge sluts together, and it's everything I've ever wanted. (laughs) I love that. Like that doesn't sound like a bad deal. No, it really doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Quite literally, you're getting uh, your cake and eating it too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel like with with all of that stuff, like with threesomes, any single people listening to this, like, and if you are trying to have a threesome, I think the main thing is communication. Like it's gotta be clear what you're after and why, like you can't, you can't just suddenly ask your monogamous partner to open the relationship because you're bored. Like that's not how it works. Like Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're going to dabble into polyamory, you have to be just as respectful as you would if you're just doing monogamy. Mm -hmm. More so. Yeah. yeah, I could more so yeah. it takes more I, work. I don't think there's I more do people only just because <laughs> I don't think I can do only just because I don't know. I will I'll blame it on I'm Latin and I got a lot of feelings and I'm very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yes, girl. <laughs> no, if you're mine, you're mine. I'm not sharing. You can look, but you it. touch. I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> yeah. Any other any other notes on I don't know fetishizing. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have two parts, I guess. Cause like I have been in a couple 
three-way relationships, all equal parts. Um, done that three times now, actually. Um, they've been relatively great experiences. I'm still actually really good friends with all of them. Um, still travel, still go do fun things. Um, they're more like, I guess, friends with benefits now more than anything. But that was like a younger experience, I think. Oh my God, Michelle, how old were we? Like 19 or 21, something like that, the first one. Um, I think that's when I still had a fake ID here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> I think that was um, my first fake ID V1 before that one got taken. And was I that Brit Brit? Brit Brit, Brit, Brit right? Wow. Yeah, Brit Brit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Brit Brit helped me figure myself out. Um, so in like, in, in some ways, like when you go out, it was a very, I like it in a lot of ways because I was very lucky to have someone that was very caring and loving and nurturing. And at the other time I had someone that was very, fuck, they were hot and they were like dry and witty and sarcastic <laughs> and like they stimulated my mind. So I had both dualities. I was very fortunate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of stimulation. <laughs> You got a lot to keep up with here. Um, but like, for instance, going to dinner and there's three of us sitting at a table, like which two sit on one side and which one sits on the other. And like, you know, unless you're at like a round table, you're like, I don't know. It's always this yeah. weird thing. And people like look at you, they're like trying to figure out who's the couple or whatever. And it's just, so that was kind of, it was strange and it felt weird and awkward. And I, I was younger. So I feel like now that I'm a little older and with a little more experience, I feel it wouldn't be as much of an issue maybe, but it was definitely, um, it was hard because people put you on this weird pedestal. And the other portion of that is being in like a three-way relationship. There's this expectation that because of that, you must be a whore and you're like sleeping with everybody. And like, and it's like, well, like sometimes they're open, but you know, doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So once again, educating people and giving them the right information. Yes. I'm in a, a committed three-way relationship, which is monogamous between only just the three of us. Thank you so much. And it's very flattering, but I'm going to say no, thank you. Um, <laughs> And the other part is just being a gay male in general. <laughs> You're very fetishized <laughs> all the fuck all the time. Excuse me. Um, pool parties here, etc. You wear a speedo. People think, oh, it's okay, I can touch you, or oh, like you're gonna come home with me tonight. And it's like you're, you know, you're just like a slab of meat to them. They don't really give a shit about you. Um, they don't ask like, what do you enjoy? Like, what turns you on? Like, what do you, what brings you joy in life? They don't care. They just want to get their like rocks off. So taking time to actually get to know somebody and like, uh, you know, um, being civil and cordial and treating people with respect almost even, um, it goes a long way, you know, get to know somebody before you try to like get into their pants maybe and you'll have better results. Um, just as maybe a start. <laughs> respect. Wow. How, wait, people don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that or I have like a neon sign. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> I Disrespect know. here. <laughs> well, no, that's a different one. <laughs> that's probably a little closer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a really good touch, touch to point on. Point to touch on. Like, y'all have all mentioned it in different capacities throughout this conversation, but respect. I think a couple of things happen. Like, people either just, like, they make assumptions and then they they act on those assumptions, whether, again, it's, like, approaching, you know, like, approaching you coming by and then suggesting a threesome immediately. That's not being respectful. Or, right. you know, approaching you, Brandon, as a baby and making assumptions and just being, like, well, obviously you're, like, here to fuck, right? And that's not being respectful. Right. I think, like, people do... And I don't know that it's necessarily fetishizing, but they just have these kind of like these stereotypes and assumptions. And so they, instead of res respecting you as a human who can, again, make your choices and also change your mind. And mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. from today to tomorrow, you could decide you want to identify differently. And people just like don't, I feel like people don't comprehend or respect that. They're just like, oh, well, this or that. And I think that is a big issue that a lot of people continue to face and, like, one of the challenges. I mean, it's – I feel like the the pride flag is 
not black and white for a reason. Like it is literally a rainbow because what does Michelle like to say? Everything's a spectrum. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I love doing the SpongeBob like rainbow. Motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, I guess that's a sunset. It's a sunset. <laughs> oh man. I think our our next thing was kind of, and we got into it a little bit, but like. Aside from fetishizing, like, what are some of the other challenges mm-hmm. that y'all have had? And maybe what are some challenges that you've had getting into? Because I know, I think, I mean, I guess I don't know, not, like, everybody's situation, but I feel like most people here have either had or wanted to have, like, monogamous relationships. And so what are some of the challenges you've had just getting people to, like, understand your sexuality, I guess? Or just challenges. I don't know. Challenges you have. <laughs> um, I mean, Ryan and I do have one story um, where, because, like, like I said, like when we're a couple and we're searching for a third, like it's very much like he and I are going to go home and be together and be a couple, and we may call you, we may not. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I did have this one girl, um, she, she had left her, her panties there, which is, you know, that's, that's a sign. <laughs> that's a message. Um, but Ryan and I weren't really like, we didn't really like her vibe. We, she was kind of, I don't want to say rude. We just weren't, we weren't planning on seeing her again. So I thought that I was going to be so kind and uh, save him the trouble of seeing her again. And I was going to return her panties to her. And this bitch took me on a date without me realizing it. She, we met up at Starbucks. She bought my copy. She brought beer. She was trying to get invited to my house so we could drink the beer. And I was so clueless and so, oh my God, this was like maybe in the first year of our relationship. So fucking like honeymoon in love, head over the heels, like still, still am, but like, you know, at the beginning when it's just crazy. So I was like, not seeing it at all. I was, I thought we were two gals out having coffee, you know? And then um, I was texting Ryan during it, describing a date. And he got mad because I was on a date with another woman. And, um, oh, my gosh. And he had been out of town, which is why we were texting. And he was driving back. And I called him to see if he was coming over. And he was like, I don't know if I am. I'm kind of pissed at you. And I was like, what? And he had to spell it out to me that I had gone on a date. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I felt so bad. I felt I felt bad for everyone involved. Like this poor woman was trying so hard to get in my pants. And I was like, oh, we can't drink here. It's not like the policy. <laughs> She's like, you're missing the point. <laughs> She's like, we can drink somewhere else. I'm like, mm, I don't know where. honestly that's probably it's the best policy though (laughs) no i see i think rebecca did the right thing play ignorant (laughs) 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 i'm a little lamb (laughs) hey saved you i'm sure (laughs) you know what i do realize a lot here especially in austin the amount of swingers that like pray and I just remember I had like a couple of friends that were just like hanging out and then they're like we need to hang out I'm like yeah sure you're cool since when I'm single and then I was like the couple they've always been my friend never knew so I've known these people for a long time when I was like in a relationship before and then the moment I'm single they're like oh we need to hang out more I'm like oh yeah I got these good old friends they're being my friends they want to hang out they're like yeah we should hang out and like wait I'm like wait a minute are y'all? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, are y'all? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I need a drink. You're cool, but good. I gotta go that way. It's just really funny because it does happen. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Very much so. And I, expe- I feel to kind of touch on that too, like, especially in the day of like, 
well, being a little more heavy in the community, like having just for fans, only fans, et cetera. Um, that is another dynamic that's recently grown. And, uh, you know, everyone's had Twitter for a long time and there's definitely like gay Twitter. That's very different than regular Twitter. Um, and that was already kind of hypersexualized, um, and a great avenue to be able to kind of like work your way into different communities. But now there's like almost even like a social stigma of having an only fans meaning prior initially was seen as a negative thing. And though those were, um, I hate using the term, but like horrors or whatever. Um, and then now it's a thing of like a social status actually. And it's changed gears completely. And it's like, you know, that's based on your following. It's based off, you know, all this different stuff comes from there. Well, hooking up in like a hookup culture now that like I was in a relationship for 10 months and we were completely monogamous. And so I've only slept with that person um, for 10 months. And now that I'm coming back into the scene again, there's a huge pressure um, to join into the Twitter um, Twitter craze and to join in just for fans, only fans, et cetera, whatever it is. And if it's not, then it's kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. It's all, There is a little bit of judgment to it in a certain sense. So um, that's been hard. Um, I want to go and like make connections, go on a date or like just find like another like, uh, sorry, fuck buddy, for lack of a better term. Um, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, and they bust out the camera. They're like, do you mind if I record? And I'm like, that should have been talked about in the beginning. <laughs> that was your intention. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, th- there's just a lot of um, secrecy um, behind that, um, I feel. And it's just like one of those things is like, just state your intentions, <laughs> be open, be honest, have good communication. I am not a very vanilla person at all. So I'm usually willing to accommodate a lot of things. But like, <laughs> if I know what the, you know, what's going on, you know. So don't try to blindside me. Don't treat me as if I'm stupid because that will just lose, I'll lose respect and interest for you so fast. Mm. So be clear, be communicative, treat me with respect and I'll give you a great time. Respect, transparency, communication. Let's fucking go. That sounds like the basis Mm -hmm. for literally any good relationship, doesn't it? (laughs) Right, right. Foundation. It's so weird. People think that there's so, it's so different. Is it though? Mm -hmm. Is it? (laughs) Nope, it's really not. There's extra parts and pieces in like the LGBTQ community. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot more extra puzzle pieces, but like you're still working in a box. Like it's still there. You still need those four corners of, you know, support, you know, et cetera, respect, trust, and transparency. Yeah, so, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Is there anything, uh, as we kind of get ready to wrap here, is there anything that you guys would um, advise for allies? Um, literally, we'll keep it at that. Just vague advice. Show up, be loud, be, be proud. Um, one of those things, like really, mm-hmm. if, if you, there's no limit for a person, like for me at least, like if I see a person in allyship, if you want to be balls to the wall, go for it. If you want to like express it, some people I feel are afraid, whether it be outside sources or whatever, like you still have a community that supports you. Even if you are an ally, you are part of this community. And I want to really reiterate that because I feel sometimes um, allyships get overlooked or, oh, hetero, okay. And it's like, no, bitch, don't ever say that to somebody that supports you. Like, really know that you are loved and you are part of something that means a lot to a lot of people that don't have great representation yet. Um, So, A, thank you so much to every ally that's out there. You've made more of a difference than you could ever know. So, thank you. Absolutely. I'm dating a straight man. He's my favorite ally. Like, He's wonderful. Um, and I, the, one of the things that really, really attracted me to him is how, like, you know, I know that I'm pansexual and he knows that he's straight. Like, there is nothing, like, he has never uttered the words no homo. There's absolutely no, he has let my my gay man friends, like, hang over him and, like, it doesn't threaten him in, in the slightest. He's completely comfortable and that's all we want is like, yeah, we're just people. We're just people. Don't be afraid. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Everything because everyone is just saying exactly what I'm thinking. And I don't want to like sound like a broken record, but literally, and just having that respect and everything. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Curtis is just amazing with everything. So it's just <laughs> those who don't know Curtis. 
Todd is my boyfriend. <laughs> I, saw I locked it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he locked it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Adjusting the lighting for her earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get you a man. I does that. <laughs> right. That's a keeper. <laughs> and with all the warm and fuzzies there, do we leave it with um, the warm and fuzzies? Yeah, <laughs> I think we do. This has been amazing. Thank you guys so much for hopping on with us and giving us your Wednesday evening. Um, this has been wonderful, and I hope that I hope that you guys had fun and that you know other people can pull something from this that you know hits their heartstrings. Do y'all want to uh, before yeah. you go say who you are one more time and where people can find you? Yeah, sure. So I'm Giselle. You can find me on Instagram. It's uh, my name, G-I-E-S-E-L-L-E, and then my last initial C. Uh, I don't want you to find me in person. That'd be kind of weird, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't slide into her DMs. <laughs> She's taken. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> we get the messages when you do. We do. Get the screenshots. All the weird screenshots. They get them. Yep. them. <laughs> <laughs> DMs. <laughs> oh, oh, Brandon, where can people find you and Diesel, my little nephew? My little babes. We're on Instagram. So I have an Instagram. Um, I'm sure it'll be linked down below because it's a little harder to say, but it's on brand Brandon. So a little play of the name. But yeah, you can find us there. We're always doing fun stuff. Give us a follow. If you're ever in Vegas, come say hi. And Rebecca? Um, so I'm Rebecca. I'm embarrassed because I literally cannot remember my Instagram handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> but my work handle is at Grooming by Bex. I'm a dog groomer in Austin, Texas. Ah. <laughs> the page is not very active. Grooms my Luna, and she does a wonderful job every single time, and Luna loves her. So we will. Yeah. We will love Do you want to go get groomed? Do you want to go get groomed? Oh my god, you're crazy! <laughs> As always, swipe in the city across platforms. Uh, depending on where you are watching or listening to this, we're on. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um, Instagram is for sure our most active platform besides mm -hmm. like pushing out episodes. Um, but this is your first time listening to us. We almost we hit almost every week putting episodes out on Wednesdays. We've only missed a couple, which is pretty fucking impressive <laughs> for the shit show that goes on behind the scenes here. So um, check us out, give us a follow, and uh, just huge, huge thank you to y'all for like joining us and just being able to be like open and vulnerable with us. Like these are such like, these are such important conversations and we're just so thankful that you were able to like share your stories with mm -hmm. us. Like, thank you. Yes. Thank you. And thank you to everybody yeah. listening. And on that yeah. note, bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>